Oh God! New what? Shadow of the Beast trailer. Oh no, but I've seen it. It's up for pre-order. Is it twelve pound or sixteen? I think it was cheaper because I was pleasantly surprised. Because yeah, someone said it's sixteen earlier, and then I someone re-messaged me and says no, actually they've reduced it to twelve, and I'm thinking. If that's release price, I might wait for release and reviews. But if there is a, di- I've heard you get a dynamic theme if you pre-order. Yeah, and you get a discount for pre-ordering. Oh dear. Yeah, it's like um, stories that we've pre-ordered. Yeah. You get a bit of a discount when you pre-order that, didn't you? I don't know. Yeah, you do, dear. Yeah, you did. Mm. So I've got that pre-ordered. Actually, I forgot about that. Yeah, I pre-ordered that. Hello and welcome to the We Don't Go Out podcast. It's uh, regular host Ant and Dave. Hi. I'm Ant, that's Dave. And uh, <laughs> we've got a small confession to make because this is called the We Don't Go Out podcast, but we've both been out. <laughs> I went to see Witch at the cinema and Dave went to see Batman vs Superman. We left the house. We left the house, yeah. Dirty. <laughs> what, what was that about? I feel dirty. I left the, I- I went to the cinema twice on the weekend, so, you know, I am absolutely filthy. <laughs> I was getting sunburnt by the moon. Um, <laughs> not used to it. Um, yeah, so um, I'll leave with Witch, which is, um, uh, it's, well, I th- it's being billed as a horror, but it's not very scary. It come, I'll just quickly put in here and just say, that when I first saw the first trailer... The first thing I thought of was The Village. Do you remember by um, M. Night Shyamalan? Just yeah. the set. I'm not saying it's going to be anything like that. But it, it looked to me like it was going to be one of those, a bit like Babadook, psychological horror. Mm-hmm. Play tricks with you. And, but you carry on anyway. That's what That was my initial impressions off the trailer. Yeah, well, I don't know if it's because I watched Babadook fairly recently when that was at the cinema. Yeah. But this reminded me a lot of the Babadook. Yeah. Because it's... It's not that scary, and I think it's it's more like a symbolic thing where the Babadook was was about grief. I think yeah. this is about paranoia. Yeah, I don't want to give too much away. It's good. It's not brilliant. If you like yeah. Babadook, I think you'd like this. Yeah, um, it's not it's not amazing, but it's not by any means bad. It's a very good film. You know, I wasn't a massive fan of the Babadook. I mean, I I thought it was all right. I thought mm-hmm. it was definitely worth a watch, especially for horror fans. Mm. I just, it didn't get under my skin enough. Not not jump scares or, you know, like that. I do like the odd film with like Insidious and that with a ridiculous, as they call it, cattle prod cinema. I do like that every now and then. But I like a film to get under my skin. And, yeah. And, you know, stay in my thoughts for a, a few days. And Babadook didn't really do that for me. Well, no, because Babadook isn't about a, a boogeyman, is it? It's more about, yeah. it's... It, it's yeah, like it a just visual... leads you to believe that, though, doesn't it, through the trailers? Yeah, it does. This, this is the third horror, in air quotations, that I've been to that um, that just isn't horror. Yeah. I went to see that Del, um, Del Toro film recently. What was that called? Crimson Peak? Yeah, Crimson Peak. That that's isn't, that's more not... a Victorian romance or something. I can't remember what the actual term was. Goth romance or something. Yeah, gothic romance. Not horror at all. Yeah. And this this witch wasn't horror. I mean, it was it was more horror than those two, but it wasn't yeah. really scary. It was good though. It was all about the paranoia and the distrust between the family. And yeah, I it's... like the sense of that. I, I do like a good like the paranoia angle. I find that quite intriguing. 
Yeah. Give us a, you know, like without ruining it, the basis of the story. Then, like, you know, why why are they paranoid? What? Well, they they start off they're um part of uh, the pilgrims that go leave England and head to America. Yeah. And they're part of a big group. And at the start, there's a, a falling out, and they end up the family, the main family that you track throughout the film, they end up leaving the the uh, the group where they're protected. Yeah. They go and set up on their own in the middle of the woods, and uh, yeah, it leads from there. So they're just sort of there making it for themselves. The oops, that's my phone. Beware! <laughs> <laughs> making it for themselves, uh, just trying to survive. Got their crops going wrong with them. They've got lots of children that are struggling to keep keep fed and keep yeah. keep under control. And it just gets a bit sort of tense from there and then there's the element of the witch like is there a witch isn't there a witch that sort of question basically mm-hmm. just um again their paranoia of each other and of the the wilderness yeah it is good i do think it should have ended two minutes before it did because it kind of felt like the perfect ending and then it yeah. carried on and it ended a bit stupid a bit yeah. silly took a bit of the shine off it for you yeah it did i would have been happy if it ended just just two minutes early hmm just going to um, uh, yeah, my cousin's a massive horror fan, a lot bigger than me. I mean, I really do enjoy horror, and um, but he's a massive horror fan. You know, he's he's up there with it, like Mark. You know, Mark Gamow, the film critic, yeah. loves it as much as him. He, he loves reading about it, watching it, and he'll watch films which I don't class as horror and say that they really got to him. Mm. But they didn't look to me like the um, Barbarian Sound Studio. I think I think that was the title of it. I didn't find that creepy or anything at all I just maybe it went over my head mm. it didn't get me at all and he said he got under his skin but um, he went to watch The Witch as well yeah and um, I said to him was it good and he said yeah it was alright and that, uh, when he says that then I know it's not yeah uh, it's not going to really do much for me but it might it might not mm. so um, I will watch it though at some point but it's not going to be a cinema visit for me no I went to a really but, nice was- cinema I'd not yeah. been to it before, and my mate, and he'd been to this one before. It's in, in Derby City Centre. It's um, this sort of art um, uh, gallery with the cinema in it. It's called The Quad. Yeah. I'd not been there before. It's very it's small. There's only like three rows of seats, but there's lots of room. We sat on a, yeah. a sofa, not chairs, but we were on an actual sofa. Oh. And people were coming in with wine and, and beer and stuff to watch it. Mm-hmm. So it was a very nice cinema. So I'd definitely go back to there, Quad in Derby. Yeah. Nice. Sounds nice. Mm. I'll have to Google that. Have a look at that. What's it called? The Quad. The Quad. Q-U-A-D, I think. I'll, I'll have a look at that later. Mm. Now, you ventured out to see Batman v Superman. Yeah, I did, yeah. Now, I don't know what you thought about this. I've um, seen the reactions online. Very mixed bag. I wouldn't even call it mixed. I, w- I would say that the majority, Didn't I would like say it. 9 out of 10 critics hate it. Ooh. And where did you fall? I fell... Just on the side of the fence that enjoyed it, just and because it's got a fantastic opening 20 25 minutes. I mean, really, I mean, a lot of people, myself included, moaned when we seen some of the trailers about oh, we're gonna see the death of the Wayans again. But Snyder does it, oh, it's really stylish and not stylish as in he's glorifying the violence, mm. but it reminded me of like Watchmen, like it could have been a deleted scene from Watchmen how beautiful it looked and it was probably some might disagree with me but I thought it was maybe like 
the most violent death we've seen of the Wayans as well. Yeah. Not that you see blood spatter or anything like that, but it felt more personal than previous ones. Like when I saw Nolan's version in Begins, I felt I was quite cold about it. It didn't feel emotional at all. But in this, the music was perfect. Where they shot it in um, Bruce's father, just as he points the gun at them, you see his fist clenched and he's got leather gloves on and you hear the leather, you know, like Mm. crease again. And I thought, that's something we've never seen before. You know, like, because he, he's got his son behind him, he's got his wife, he's got his both his arms out, he's got tenses his fist. I was like, yeah, this I like that. And then obviously this it plays out how it plays out. And But when he's dying, he calls out his wife's name instead of Bruce. He looks mm. at his wife and you see the life leave her eyes. And he, he just like, he's lying there and he just got, he calls Martha. And then it's it kind of goes to the funeral and Bruce runs off, falls down the hole, obviously, with the caves. But they do a different take on this. Basically, the bats lift him out of the cave like he floats, hovers out the cave. But it's like, a, you know what I mean? I can't think of the word. Then it, it, it comes up and it says, um, the day the world was introduced to Superman. And it was, I found this bit, it gave me the chills. It showed you the battle. You Have you seen Man of Steel? Yeah. You know the end when they destroy the city? It showed you that battle from Bruce Wayne's perspective and the people's perspective. And I found it quite, not scary, but I found it quite unnerving and chilling that, because it looked, it was very 9-11. Mm. And just like seeing this battle from people's perspective. And it was kind of, I did find it quite chilling, like to see. Yeah. When you haven't followed Superman from, from, yeah. When you haven't followed Superman from the beginning and seen him lead up to that battle. Yeah. You just like, yeah. walk, and it just happens in front of you. Yeah. And it was, it was really well done. That was, and then the film, it, it, it doesn't go weird. It just tries to put too much, too many different story elements in there. Like you've got the Lois Lane um, angle. Um, you've got Lex Luthor. I mean, they never really give a great reason why Lex hates Superman. And then Batman's reason really for, I mean, it's a good reason, but it doesn't build it up enough like why he feels he has to destroy him. I mean, and then Superman's reason for going to battle Batman, it's kind of... It's there, but it's not like a great reason because the, he could have done something completely different. Mm. He didn't need to do what Lex told him because he could have just... We know about his powers and stuff. But it has that moment where, like, for like an hour, nothing really happens, and then it, then you have his, the dream, nightmare sequence, sorry, which I thoroughly enjoyed. Um, I'll know a few people have moaned about that, but I enjoyed that. Um, the car chase, which was great as well. Very violent. <laughs> mm. I read this one review from this one guy and I found out like everyone was negative about it because he said, well, I'm going to be the first person to write a positive. So I was kind of a bit down before I went to watch it. But I came out and I was a bit down. But the more I thought about it, the more I thought, felt that I enjoyed it. It was my biggest downfall of it. There is stupid parts in there, like why doesn't Superman use this power then? And, you know, etc. Yeah. etc. But it's just that they try to squeeze too much in. And it took it took away from what we was all going to watch, Batman versus Superman. It got and, a bit muddied. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I mean, I didn't think Lex Luthor was as bad as some people said. I thought he was all right. He wasn't the charming Lex Luthor we've read, you know, and seen on TV before in films, but he, he was all right. They went for a different angle. Mm. Batman was... Ben Affleck killed it. Absolutely fantastic. He was good, was he? Yeah, he was brilliant. He carries the film, to be fair. Every time it, it goes back to Superman, it, the film felt like it lost a bit of momentum. Mm. 
And I thought Ben Affleck was fantastic. And the only thing, other thing that let it down a bit was the last fight because I'm not a big fan of CGI. I understood what they had to go for, but Doomsday didn't look great. He could have looked better. He could have looked more like what he did in the death of Superman and the, the fight could have probably been a bit more, I don't know. It, you know, Batman's barely involved in it because he can't do shit, basically. <laughs> <laughs> this thing can't be destroyed except for Kryptonite, so... But, uh, yeah, it was, I enjoyed it. I didn't think it was brilliant. I didn't think it was crap at all, but I didn't think it was brilliant. Mm. But that's the hard part done now, hopefully. Now they can go out there with Justice League and, you know, the foundations are laid and just not have to worry about all this, you know, lore and whatnot. Just get the, get the next film out and make it a bit more light and, you know, just cut out, cut down on the story a bit. As daft as that sounds, you don't need all these strands to tie it together. Or just give one story more room to breathe. Yeah, I mean, that was the problem because they tried to set up the next film as well. Yeah. Oh, my God. And I've always said about the Marvel films, it drives me mad when you know they're setting up the next film. You don't need to set up another film, do you? Really? It could be just, it could just stand alone. You can lay a few seeds, but don't make it obvious, and you don't have to like go out of your way to do it. Yeah, the second film can just stand on its own two feet. I just felt like they could have, they should have just focused on Superman. Should have been a bit lighter in it. They should have showed him doing his rescuing and that. They could have showed you why Batman doesn't trust him, and you know he's nightmare. See, he's nightmare, and that's what you know he, he truly believes that he will burn the whole place down, as he says in the film. Hmm. And, the, you know, they could have gone with the angle that Henry Cavill, as in Clark Kent, doesn't trust, doesn't think it's right what Batman's doing. He's a vigilante, he's branding people, he's the criminals and stuff. And they could have just gone with that. And then, you know, the doomsday thing, if they wanted to still include that, they could have maybe squeezed that in somehow. But, you know, that would have been a good deterrent for him to stop fighting, obviously. So who else pops up in this? That um, There's a female, a Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Does she show up? Yeah, she pops up. She, to be fair, when she's when she is Wonder Woman, she's absolutely brilliant. <laughs> really good. Can't wait for her. Everybody who's seen, well, not everybody, but the majority of people who've seen the film have just all been saying the same thing. They're really excited to see the Wonder Woman film now. Really? Yeah. Okay, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, because obviously we've got Suicide Squad this year in August, which should be good. Hopefully it'll be good. That's David Ayer, and he makes good films. And then next year it's Wonder Woman, and I think it's Justice League in about November. Because that starts filming in about a week or two. And what about um, that Aqua God person? Well, man, yeah, um, James Wan's directing that, who makes Fast and Furious and you know, the horror films like The Conjuring. And... and did he pop up in this film? Yeah, he's got a little cameo. Um, that's where they tried to squeeze in the Justice League film, you see. Oh, right. Only The Flash, Aquaman and Cyborg. And it, it didn't really work for me because they could have just said at the end, when the characters are together, like... Wonder Woman could have turned to Bruce and just says, there's more like me. Mm. And he could have like, just turned and says, what? And she could have says, there are more like me. And, you know, he, he could have says, we need to find them. You know, and that could have, it could have ended. Instead, they, they squeeze this laptop scene in. He's like, oh, God's sake. It just... <laughs> so instead of ending there with, like, they actually put him in it and did, like, a proper little tease. Yeah, and they teased it again at the end because Lex Luthor, obviously. Dave, you're giving away too much. I'm not. All right, I'll do that bit here. And at the end, Lex Luthor mentions, he kind of says, the bell's been rung, and you're like, what's he on about? Because you don't know. And then Warner Brothers released a deleted scene yesterday. 
And I don't know who the character is, sorry, who he's talking to in, you know, the ship from Man of Steel that crashed. They've obviously kept that. And he's talking to someone through, you know, those little... Do you remember those like AI, bot, AI bots they had which talked to them and showed them stuff? No. Well, you know, do you remember the very start of Man of Steel when she's pregnant and it shows you the baby on that kind of, like, floating rig? Oh, yes, yeah, from um, Krypton, you, the planet Krypton. Yeah, it shows you um, Lex with a couple of those... And there's this character like shaped from those, and he's talking to it, and you're like, "What's that?" And then at the end of the film, he kind of nods towards this, but they deleted that previous scene out the film. So like people was in the cinema at the end going, "What's he on about?" <laughs> we were kind of like guessing about Dark Seed, but then we're like, "But they haven't even hinted about Dark Seed in the film, so why is he on about that?" And I just think like the editing was pretty poor, like that. And that's what I was saying. That's what the thing, the thing that lets it down. It's not cohesive. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I didn't think it was as bad as people made out, but you know, to each their own. Some people hate it. I wouldn't argue with people who said they hated it. Mm. You know, I wouldn't expect people to tell me that I'm wrong for kind of thinking it was okay. Kotaku put out a list um, of the best superhero films of all time. They didn't include uh, animation, mm-hmm. uh, but it was just a list of all the superhero films, including obscure ones like The Mask. They counted that as Superman. Did you see the list? No, I haven't seen it, no. Um, Batman v Superman was really, really far down. Yeah. Really far down. Like, behind some atrocious films. Yeah, uh, that's what I mean. It's it's not a badly made film, though. That's the thing. The story's all over the place, but... I, I, just, I just think it's just... You know, everyone's kind of jumping on the bandwagon at the moment. You know, like, it, you, they're, like, they're more scared to say they enjoyed it. Because they think they defend people. It's like people. I do, generally do think some people are scared to actually say, "Well, I thought it was all right." Mm. Because there's no way it's worse than some of the films, or superhero films I've seen. The action in it is fantastic. Maybe the last scene, you know, the CGI is a bit dodgy, but that fantastic. The action is really good in it. It's just the story that lets it down. But I wouldn't class it as. I've seen a lot of superhero films, and I've seen way worse films than it. Yeah, go on. What, what was the top ones then? The top film? Okay, yeah. I can't remember. Let me see if I can find the list. I'd be interested to see. Does that include TV shows or mm, just films? No, just films. It does include the film of the TV Batman, though. Oh, yeah. From like the 50s the or movie. 60s, yeah. Um, That's got to be lower than Batman v Superman. I'm not sure it was. <laughs> Ridiculous. Oh, here we go, here we go, I've got it. Shall I just run down the list? Just tell us the top ten, that'll be interesting. <laughs> you know, you're going you're gonna to disagree with everyone, this is going to be quite amusing. Well, good ten to one, then. Okay, like, so I start at ten and work up? Yeah. Okay, right. I'm quite looking forward to this now. Okay, so ten is X-Men, the first X-Men movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, number nine, Dark Man. I don't know what that is. Sam Raimi's. Liam Neeson, those. Okay. Eight, Iron Man, the first one. Okay. And then Captain America, the Winter Soldier, number seven. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number six, I... Hellboy. Which, what was that? Hellboy. Yeah, yeah. That was a good film. Uh, number five, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, that's a good film. 
Uh, number four, Superman the movie. That's the yeah, Christopher yeah. Reeve one. Yeah. Three, Spider-Man 2. Mm, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was a good film, that was. Mm-hmm. Number two, The Dark Knight. <sighs> yeah, I can't even think what's going to be that. Go on. <laughs> the Avengers. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> it says The Avengers, perfect action, perfect execution of the superhero team-up motive and a surprisingly graceful character and plot arc for its main character is still just amazing. Bollocks. <laughs> to each their own, obviously. To each their own. I thought Avengers. Both are, I, I'm not a huge Marvel fan, but I do like the majority of their movies. Mm. They're fun. I didn't like. I don't really like Captain America or Winter Soldier. I find that they're just Winter Soldier. Just I don't know. I'm not saying it's a badly made movie. It just doesn't really do much for me. But Avengers, they are dog shit. <laughs> really poor. I don't like them at all. They're just. I don't. I can't explain why I don't. Or Age of Ultra. I mean, Avengers the first one isn't a terrible movie. I don't mm. think it's great either. I think it's just. I think like probably the same as Batman v Superman. I just think it's okay. But um, Age of Ultron, that is a terrible film. I've still not seen that. <sighs> well, I wouldn't waste your time, mate. It is a horrible film. Okay. I watched it and I was proper dropping off, and I very rarely try to fall asleep in films. <laughs> but I was forcing myself to watch Age of Ultron. Let's just uh, run down a few more. <clears throat> Number 11 was Batman Begins. 12 was Batman, the Tim Burton one. Yeah. Uh, 13 was Iron Man 3, which I thought was poor. I liked Iron Man 3. But this this shows you how differing people's opinions and tastes are. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure this is nowhere near the perfect list. Yeah. Uh, 14 was The Crow. What, who voted for this? Was it just, just the editors or was it a fan vote? I think it was the editors. Yeah, The Crow. I forgot about that, actually. That should probably be top 10. Mm. Uh, Blade 2 at 15. Yeah, that's another quality action comic book film. Now, this is maybe, oh, my, this, this is maybe my favourite superhero movie. Unbreakable. Mm, that should be top ten. Um, that is based on a comic book, is it? It's so not, it's, no. Oh, to, for it, it's a bit of a dodgy one to put in there, because it's not really a comic book movie. It's not a comic book list, it's a superhero. Oh, sorry, superhero, yeah. yeah. It should be then, yeah. Uh, 17, there's a Disney film I've never heard of called Sky High. Yeah, I think that's Kurt Russell. Is it? I think it is Kurt Russell, yeah. 18 was X2. X-Men Unite or something. Yeah, X2, yeah, that's a good film. Where's Nine. the Where's the Incredibles? Uh, no cartoons. Oh, yeah, sorry, you did say that. <laughs> 19 was Blade. Yeah, that's a brilliant film. 20 is Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. 21, Batman. Batman the first. Uh, no, sorry, Batman Returns. Batman Returns, yeah. 22, Super, which is like a spoof, isn't it? Yeah, I've seen that, that's good, that is. Uh, Captain America is at 23, the first Avenger. Superman 2. Yeah. Thor. Where the fuck is Scott Pilgrim? How did that not make top 25? I know he's not superhero, I suppose, but fucking no, hell. Actually, it might be in there. Um, Kick-Ass, number 26. Kick-ass. X-Men First Class, 27. Deadpool, 28. One minute, X-Men First Class at what? 27. Where's Days of Future Past? That's probably his best film since X2. <laughs> Deadpool at 28. I can't take this serious. No, Deadpool <laughs> at 28. I stop going. Ridic- Deadpool is fantastic as well. Hell- is that not top 15, 20, 10? Hellboy 2 at 29. <sighs> Hellboy 2 is better than Hellboy 1. <laughs> Chronicle. 
at 30. You've seen Chronicle? Yeah, good film. Mm. Uh, Avengers Age of Ultron, 31. <laughs> Fucking hell. That's ahead of Days of Future Past. <laughs> Hang on, it gets better, because right after that, you've got The Dark Knight Rises at 32. I'm going to cry. The Amazing Spider-Man, 33. Uh, X-Men Days of Future Past comes in at 34. Bollocks. Bollocks. <laughs> then there's something called Orgasmo. Yeah, I know what that is. That was by the um, the guys who did um, Safe Park. Oh, was it? Yeah, it's I'm a very sure that... interesting screen grab they've got for that. Some... He's got a dildo on his head or something like that, has he? Yeah, yeah he has. He's got a dildo attached to his head. That, mate, I, that list just sounds like a fucking joke. Excuse my French. <laughs> I, like, I want to go through it because I know it winds you up. I bet you the comment section on that is just all about people saying Batman v Superman should be even lower. Without even taking into context that Days of Future Past is 33 and it's behind stuff like Chronicle and First Class and Deadpool's not even in the top 20. It's, where was Deadpool now? 28? 20, not 31, was it? Let me go back and find Deadpool. Deadpool was... 28. So Deadpool's below Kick-Ass? Yeah. Below the... Cra- oh, no. No. <laughs> Number 36, The Mask. 37, Thor, the second one, Dark World. 38, mm-hmm. Ant-Man. Um, I haven't, 30, seen that. haven't seen that. No. No, I haven't. 39, The Specials. The what? The Specials. A third James Gunn joint, only written, not directed. This is a, late, a lesser superhero spoof that packs a few funnies. A few fun, a few fun moments, sorry. I don't know what that's about. It's got a blue guy in the picture. I don't know what it's about. In at 40, Man of Steel. 41, Batman the movie, the 1966 TV one. <laughs> oh, and then there's um, a superhero, uh, Superman and the Mole Men from... Um, it must be the 50s. It's black and white. It looks very strange. Uh, Punisher, Warzone. That's dog shit that film is. Swamp Thing. I haven't seen Swamp Thing. The Rocketeer. That's not a bad film. This one might irk you a little bit. Watchmen. <laughs> Mystery Men. I don't know what that is. Mystery Men. Oh, yeah, that was the um, spoof by um, Ben Stiller. That was crap. <laughs> uh, the Punisher at 48. This must be a different one, because I'm sure I've said The Punisher earlier. Yeah, that's the original. That'll be... Um... Uh, this is the next, not the original. The original one was higher. Where was the original one? I can't remember now. The Green Hornet comes after that, followed by The Incredible Hulk, uh, Mr. India, Kick-Ass 2, Zebra Man. I don't know what that is. That looks mental. You know what I mean? Films like that, and it's just nonsense. I mean, they can hate but you know, Batman v Superman, but to say it's not a well-made film and... No. Well, no, see, I haven't seen most of these films, so I'm just enjoying your reaction, but I have seen 54, and that's Hancock. Mm-hmm. And it's not... Great, but it's not bad. No, it's not. After... Has it moments? Say again. Has its moments? Yeah. After Hancock is uh, Ghost Rider, Spirit of Vengeance. Oh my god, they're taking the mic now. <laughs> they probably are. Amazing Spider Man 2 after that, then Spawn, then Daredevil, then Iron Man 2. That is bad. Oh yeah, because Daredevil's better than Batman v Superman. Sure. <laughs> the Toxic Avenger at 60. Hero at Large looks like a Japanese film. Mate, as soon as you get outside the top ten... It's a free-for-all. Yeah, it's basically like, oh shit, we forgot about that. 
Oh, fuck. Yeah. But they, so, it's not like they were writing it in pen. They could have just jigged it around. Yeah. And then it's HK, Forbidden Superhero. Never heard of it. I recognised this from ages ago. He's like a guy with... His eyes are blacked out with like a mask and he's wearing purple. Oh, you're about the Phantom? I don't know. HK, Forbidden Superhero. Another um, Takeshi Mike film. This one is about a hero who wears panties on his face. And... Oh, that's the wrong thing. But yeah, the Phantom. Sorry, the Phantom. HK, Forbidden Superhero is the Japanese one. Yeah, the Phantom at 63. Mm-hmm. Uh, Condor Man at 64. Defendor at 65. Krish 3 another Indian film Hulk 67 <laughs> I'm just going to keep going until I find Batman vs Superman uh, Constantine the Keanu Reeves film yeah. The Wolverine mm-hmm. this one is going to hurt Fantastic Four because this should be the bottom the, la- the recent one yeah I haven't seen it so I can't really say if it's crap or good to be honest it, that'd, be, that'd be unreasonable of me but I, have, well, I have heard it's crap but it's the one with um Prince Junior and Albert, whatever her name is, that one. The one that was just released about half a year ago or six months? No, not that one. You want to bet the one with um, Chris Evans and that in? I don't know who. No, I couldn't tell you. He plays Captain America. Possibly with him in it, yeah, it looks like him. Well, I don't know, I haven't seen it, you say. Terrible. Uh, Superman Returns. Chris mm-hmm. again. Batman Forever. The Crow, City of Angels, Blade Trinity, Ghost Rider, um, Meteor Man. Looks like a comedy with um, what's his name? Being the they, there's no point going, but they are just doing it to. It's like clickbait. That is yeah. films like that. They really are. I mean, some of those films you mentioned, like Hulk. There's no way Hulk should be. I mean, it's not the best film. But there's no way that should be in the below the 60s. I got Super Fuzz at 78. I don't know what that is. It's old. And then at 79, Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice. Yeah. It is better than the Green Lantern, apparently, and X-Men Origins Wolverine. That was my, below them. My, yeah, this is below them. Uh, these are below Batman versus Superman. My mm. super ex-girlfriend. Oh, there's loads still to come. I'm going to stop. Was it the, what have they done in the top 100, did you say? Just all films. Superman 3 is 89. That's shit, that film is. Super, oh, Electra's down there. 93. Where's Catwoman? Oh, let's keep going. Another X-Men film, a Supergirl film. I don't know what that is. That looks weird. Batwoman. Who's done that list? Kotaku. Have they, have they put any names to it? I don't think so. I can't see it. Catwoman's 103, just beating out um, superhero movie. Oh, that's like the spoof of the comedy, isn't it, though? Howard the Duck. Oh, the new Fantastic Four is um, even lower. It's 106. <laughs> oh, my God. I forgot how bad the um, Batman and Robin looked. That was a oh, terrible God. bat suit. Terrible film. And the worst superhero is Super Babies, <laughs> part two. I might as well just put Batman v Superman last. <laughs> no, I just can't take that list seriously. Like, not just not because where Batman v Superman is, because if you if I listed like say all the films I'd watched, it wouldn't be near the top. To be fair, mm. 
but I wouldn't put it below shit like, you know, um, The Incredible Hulk. That has like one good action scene in the whole of the film. I mean, in the story, and that's just, I mean, it's more obviously coherent than Batman v Superman because it just gives you the point and you just go with it, but it, it, it's boring. It's really long and nothing happens. Mm. It's, and nah, and just like X-Men Days of Future Past, below First Class. First Class was a good film, but for men, it's had pacing issues for me compared to um, Days of Future Past. Yes. I mean, but, I can't even remember where half of those films placed, but it's obviously riled you up. I mean, just like Deadpool and Hellboy 2 should... Everybody knows Hellboy 2 is the superior film at Hellboy um, films. You know, Hellboy 1 was brilliant, but Hellboy 2 come and they're just everything... They up the ante big time, and it's brilliant. Uh, Avengers number one is just a joke, because... <laughs> no, just a joke. Okay, let's move on. Let's put all the superheroes yes. behind us. Uh, well, it's yeah. another film, uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. That was hyped massively. Everyone loves that film. Yeah. I was a little bit disappointed with it. Mm-hmm. It was extremely long. Scorsese, though, isn't it? Yeah, it was Scorsese. An hour and a half in, I, I paused, because uh, I was watching it on Netflix, I paused it to see how long it was left, and it was an hour and 20 still to go. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. It was good. I enjoyed it. Um, I can't really spoil it. It's about um, the crash of the stock market. Yeah. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's character's uh, sort of building up um, to like his first day on his job. First day of the job, it crashes, and then he has to go back to uh, Bear Root trading what they call penny stocks. Yeah. Where you um, their stocks are really really uh, cheap, so it's hard to make a profit trading them like a commission off each one you trade but the commissions are bigger when you're trading at the high end on what they call blue chip stocks yeah you make one percent of a stock trade it now you're trading big money so you make big money but on the on the penny stocks you get a 50 percent commission yeah. so you can make a lot of money if you do some big you know not even big just some semi-big sales yeah and it's about him just clawing his way up yeah and getting to the point where he's making ridiculous amounts of money and it's all a bit dodgy and he's hiding it in offshore accounts and the FBI get onto him yeah is it a true story this no I don't, it's not a true story yeah it's good though it's it's funny it's, uh, yeah yeah I, was, I wasn't expecting it to be quite as funny as it was but I was laughing out loud quite a lot yeah very good very good it's good um, uh, like slapstick actor Leonardo DiCaprio really, oh yeah he's, he's got great range Leonardo there's DiCaprio. nothing he can't do that guy <laughs> Gets better and better with age, I think. Yeah, he does. That's probably my favourite DiCaprio film. Really? Mm. Although I do like um, Catch Me If You Can. I haven't seen that. Oh, that's good. What's your favourite DiCaprio? <laughs> uh, um, he's really good in Romeo and Juliet. Really good in that. Mm. I know you're probably laughing. <laughs> I, could, I couldn't watch that. I, I, tr- I tried, but I just couldn't get through it. I haven't seen Django Unchained. I do own it. I haven't seen it. Oh, God. I own that as well, and I haven't seen it. And now it's on Netflix as well. Yeah, um, I thought he was brilliant in Inception, but I don't oh, know yeah. because I love the film so much. Or whether it's his performance, but I do think he's good in that. Mm. I forgot the, about Inception. He brings the emotion in that. I felt a lot of people say Nolan doesn't do emotion well, but I thought I think he does, and I think DiCaprio nails it in that with his with the kids like. Mm. Um, I don't know. 
I've seen a lot of these films, but I haven't seen them all. And I probably haven't seen the most important ones when I think about it now. Like, I haven't seen Django, and I haven't seen The Revenant, and I haven't seen Wolf yet, and I've got that. <laughs> yeah. So maybe that was the three that I need to see before I make a call, but if uh, the ones I've seen, I'd probably go with um, Inception. I did think he was fantastic in that. Yeah. I, but I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say he hasn't done a better film. Oh, Shutter Island was good as well. I liked that. Yeah, he was very good in Shutter Island, actually. I forgot about that. That might be my favourite DiCaprio film. Mm. I do like that. Well, see, my problem with films like that is that I only feel like watching them once because of the way that it's all based on that massive... Yeah, the twist and the, the reveal. Yeah. Because once you know it's coming, you kind of not pick holes, but you... It doesn't. Everything else doesn't seem as mysterious. Yeah, it removes the suspense, doesn't it? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's a quality film though. I've only seen it once. Yeah, it is a good film. Did you say you went to the cinema twice? Towards Inception. No, no, no. Uh, this week. Yes, I went to watch Zootopolis as well. Oh, was that good? Yeah, brilliant. I want to see that, mate. There's this one scene. I'm not going to ruin it and tell you what happens, but it involves sloths. I've seen the trailer for that. Or is it yeah. not that? Yeah, I don't know if it's the same thing. I haven't seen the trailer, as you say. Mm. And um, when it happened, I had tears running down my face. And luckily, the cinema wasn't full. It was, you know, there's only about 20 people in there through an early Sunday morning. And mm. I was barely laughing really loud. And, you know, I just, oh, the sloth scene was probably one of the funniest things I've ever seen in the cinema. <laughs> ever. That funny. It was a brilliant film, to be fair. Yeah. Really, really good film. Kids loved it. And um, lots of little jokes for adults to get as well. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely recommend watching that. Even yeah. if you haven't got kids, go and see it. It's a good film. Yeah, I want to see that. I'll turn my little card to that one. Yeah. I didn't realise it had come out, actually. Yeah, and then obviously I'm going to take them again next month to watch um, The Jungle Book. Oh, the live-action one? Yeah. Have you seen the, um, the Ollie Moss poster for that? The what? The Ollie Moss poster. No, what's that? Ollie Moss, the um, the artist does. Are you? Do you know who Ollie Moss is? No, no. Google Ollie Moss. He's okay. Fantastic. He's the guy that did the art uh, and the visual design for um, Firewatch. Yeah. He's fantastic. He does mainly movie posters and and stuff. What's his Jungle Book posters like then? Uh, the Jungle Book movie poster is um, it's like Shere Khan. And he's sort of got his back to camera and he's sort of twist he's sort of sort of uh going off so his body's veering off to the right and he's sort of his head's looking back to the left. Yeah. And his stripes are like his stripes, but then they sort of they sort of merge into like the forest and Mowgli's dancing on one of the within his stripes, Mowgli's on there. Yeah. It's really cool. Okay, I'll check that out. Yeah, Ollie Moss. I when after um Firewatch I started looking into him a bit more. And I really want one of his prints now, but he only oh. does does limited runs. What Ollie O L L I E or Ollie with a Y? Ollie with a Y, I think. And what's it? Mosk or Mosk? Moss M O double S. Okay, I'm just thinking it now. Mm. Put films to one side and go on to PlayStation Plus because just before we started recording, uh, yeah. it got announced, or all the games got announced. We already knew um, Dead Star. Did you hear how that one got announced? Yeah, the pre-order, wasn't it? They messed yeah. up the pre-orders. People yes. pre-ordering it and there was like having to refund people because it's free next month. Yeah, right? yeah. so then they had to like go, yeah, I'm afraid, yeah, it's true. 
<laughs> yeah, that one's going to be in PlayStation Plus. <laughs> I was watching a video of it earlier, and I'm quite intrigued by it now. I'm not saying it's going to be a great game, but... I think it looks good. It's multiplayer too, isn't it? Mm, it looks a lot more interesting than I initially thought. It looks better than the other game they got. What's that, Zombie? Zombie, yeah. I don't know, you said that was good on the Wii U, didn't you? Yeah, but on the Wii U, using the, the gamepad features, without the gamepad features, that is just a boring, generic game, I'm telling you. Yeah. I mean, I haven't played it, so I don't know. I think I might give it a blast. On the Wii U? I don't know. Dave, you've got to play that on the Wii U. If it's got a friends feature, then I'd probably play it on the PS4, because I haven't got that many friends on the Wii U, and I don't think many people have played it on the Wii U. What friends feature? But, you know, you can bump into friend zombies, can't you, on it? Yeah, but I don't think anyone's going to... They might play, I suppose. Actually, it'd be interesting for you to do both. um, True. Start it on one, then see if you miss those features on the the other one. Mm Mm-hmm. You won't do that, will you? (laughs) I will not do that. I'm not going to get on the Wii U anyway. Let's not talk about the Wii U. Let's carry on with PlayStation Plus. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Keep so, it. I don't think I think it's an improvement. Um, you know, some people might say it's not, but I think it's from what we've been having. I'd say it's a step in the right direction. I don't oh, want to say it's, it's, a, it's, it's a proper big game, isn't it, Zombie? Yeah. It was a full price release on Wii U. I don't know what it launched that on the PlayStation Four when it was re-released. What? £25 when it released on the PlayStation 4. £25, yeah. So, it's a step in the right direction. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it's a great game or it's going to even be good, but, you know, people have been moaning about the constant, like, pixel shooters and whatnot, and myself included, because you can't... It's just like there was... It's not that I minded being indie pixel games, but... It just felt like every month was just another little shooter and another shooter, you know what I mean? It was getting a bit sort of samey. Yeah, I mean, I haven't played a few of the PlayStation Plus games for a while. Like last month, it was Brawl Force, which I was excited about, but then my friend told me it runs like crap on the PS4. And then somebody else I know bought Action Hank, and they were saying it's fantastic, but people just picked the generic. Yeah. I knew Brawl Force would get it. You are. I knew for um, Bro Force would uh, be the one that won. Yeah, yeah. Just I don't know. Uh, the PS3 lineup's not too bad, I suppose. Well, I say that, but I'm not really interested in Sabbath Moon at all. Maybe you are. The RTS kind of game, but which one was it? What's it called? Savage Moon. I can't remember what that's that is. I know mean, I've heard of it, but I can't think what it actually is. I, I, I mean, I think it'd be a real. It's more like those. Um, what was that one you liked? That pig, pixel game, remember? What was it? You know, like terror defense game, is it? Zombie. Um, not zombie. Um, Plants vs. Zombies. It's, it looks like that, a bit terror defense, RTS, you know, Command and Conquer style game. Yeah. But it, it's not, I wouldn't touch it. And then uh, <laughs> the other one was I Am Alive by Ubisoft, if you remember. I vaguely remember that. I yeah, it think... seems quite similar to Zombie in a way that, you know, you've got to. Surviving this apocalyptic mm. landscape. Um, what were the Vita games? The Vita games was a virus named Tom, which is a kind of strategy puzzle game where you have to, you mad, just forget the story, just a mad scientist who wants revenge. And basically, you'll have like a puzzle on the screen. You've got to connect all the lines so the virus spreads throughout the line. Mm. But then, you know, you'll have to um, do it in so many moves to get 
you've got a time limit, you've got to do it in so many moves to get the best award, you know, bronze, silver, gold. And then you'll have these um, antiviruses which will pop up now and then. And you've got to avoid those. It looked all right, but, uh, you know... It sounds like a mobile game. Yeah, I think it was PC. You'd have to watch a video on it. It didn't look too bad, but Mm. I don't think I'd waste my time on it. And the other one was... I'm going, to, I'm going to pronounce this wrong. I think it was Shutshimi or Shitshumi. <laughs> One of those has got to be right. <laughs> and that was like um, a parody of like um, Parodius and like R-Type. Mm. And um, the crack with this one is it's like one screen, you don't move across, they come at you. Okay. And each wave only lasts like five, ten seconds. Okay. And um, it, the, the, the basis is every wave changes there's a new setting of rules so you could be upside down the controls might be backwards and the bullets might fire slow but be more powerful etc etc and i I listened to a review and the guy was honest on it he says he enjoyed it for about an hour he says but he hasn't been back to it since (laughs) one of those where you like it but just don't have the eyes to go back yeah i just think like yeah basically i just i think it's a bit uninspiring again really I'd say it's a step in the right direction by um, someone getting that zombie on board, but overall, um, it's not really great. And you know what? It detracts from it a bit more for me. The fact that the, the Xbox, the um, games with gold, the four games they've got, yeah, they're more right. They're, I wouldn't say they're better. Well, they definitely are better this month, actually. But, <laughs> but, um, they've got the backwards compatibility. So, like, if they do fancy playing those 360 games, they can just play them. Mm. you know what I mean because they automatically I'm sure my friend told me they automatically become part of the backwards compatible catalogue if they go through that and to me that's like well yeah they are getting four games this month because they're getting the two Xbox One games and then they've got those and if they want to dive into them they can and I think this month it was something like um, The Wolf Among Us I don't know if that was Xbox One or PS or Xbox 360 and the other one was Saints Row 4 that's two big games yeah, and then the... They're high-caliber games, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, I looked at their line, and the other one was Sunset Overdrive. Oh, yeah. And it was just a brilliant one for Xbox Gold, and you think to yourself, you know, Sony led the way, and now Microsoft are basically on board. And, you I, read, know. I read an article, I can't remember who it was by, or what who they were linked to, but it was basically saying Sony are between a rock and a hard place, because yeah. when, when um, Sony were really killing it with the free games mm. they only had about one or two million people subscribed to this yeah. to it so they weren't having to give out loads and loads of free games mm-hmm. so they could give out big hitters and make the headlines and everyone go oh yeah amazing and get people to sign up and now they've got the last time they announced figures it was about seven or eight million people signed up mm. and that's a lot of games to just give away if everyone chose to download it and they're probably more now that because no more consoles have sold, and you need the the uh, PlayStation Plus to play online, so yeah. most people will have it now. So it's it's difficult for them to just dole out AAA games, and there aren't that many AAA games around yet because the console's still quite young. Yeah, and I, I do think we're seeing um, slower development. I think with the AAA games because it's so expensive now. Yeah. Yeah, they're definitely fewer and far between. I think that's why this generation still feels quite new. Yeah. Because there haven't been hit after hit after hit of, like, AAA blockbuster games. But the other thing with Sony is, like, you know, 
if that's the case, would it kill them to throw one of the PS2 games that they're adding to the library? I know some people go, oh my god, a PS2 game, but some of the games they're adding are really good games. If it's a high-caliber game, I don't think anyone would moan too much. No, I mean, I would. if they says to us next month, you know, it's um, Bully, it's never going to be a Rockstar game, they'll just never give anything away. Because, mm. I mean, look, Bully's come on the store, and I bet it's I bet it's in the top ten next selling games next month, Bully. Yeah. Put money on it. Um, I know a friend who bought um, Manhunt last year on his PS3. Was it the year before? I think it was the year before because he didn't get his PS4 till Watch Dogs come out. And then um, he bought Manhunt on his PS3, but he never finished it. And I told him it was out. The next day he came to work, said he bought it. The day after he completed it, <laughs> he was that mad. Like, because like, he wanted, he said to me, "I'll get it free one because I've already bought it." I said, "No, no, no, you're gonna buy it again on the PS4 because it's." Higher resolution or something like yeah, that. You they've, know. they've jigged it, haven't they? Yeah. And uh, it upscales, basically. And he was gutted, but he still went and paid the £12. And I know a few people who've been out and bought Bully, and I'm tempted myself to buy purchase Bully. I've never played Bully. Yeah, I played it on the PS2, and I thought it was mm. brilliant, but I never finished it. I think the PS3 launched, and I just never went back to my PS2. I've had a lot of people refer to it as um, Rockstar's secret best game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People love it. yeah. That's why I feel like I should get it. It's not their best game, though. Everyone knows Red Dead's the best game. Well, yeah, probably is now Red Dead, yeah. But yeah, just, I'd like to see, um, I mean, it's people probably moan, but I, I would like to see them maybe just drop the Vita Sport entirely. They're not making nothing for it. Why just keep chucking random rubbish games <laughs> at people on it? Do you know what I mean? I think random rubbish is a bit harsh. I think it's. Oh, nice mate, to... if you have a look at that shit show me or whatever it's called, it is dreadful. But someone will like it. It's got made. Yeah. Someone. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What else was there to discuss? A couple of big games coming out in April. Yeah, there is. Yeah, um, Dark Souls 3. Probably the last Dark Souls, I think, is being billed as. Yeah. And uh, Ratchet and Clank, not a reboot, not a remake, but it sounds like it's a lot like the first game. But yeah, it's. I think it's. It's obviously it was meant to be, but then when they got going on it, they wanted to add so much stuff, and it, it's kind of like a a remaster, but director's cut. Yeah, it's <laughs> a good one. They're just restarting it, aren't they? But it sounds yeah. good, but not calling it a reboot. I mean, for. for People who don't like Ratchet and Clank, you know, have grown up with it coming out anyway. I don't think you're going to change their opinions on it. I've always enjoyed the games. They are what they are. They don't pretend to be anything else. Mm. They're just pretty simple shooters with bits of platform in here. But they've got that Metroidvania thing going on where after a certain period of time, you can't access certain areas on certain planets. And then after a while, you find you get the new tools that you can, gadgets, and you go back and do it. And it doesn't get enough... Um, you know, respect for doing that for me. Like, it, it, I really, really does. Because the first game, they said it's great, but not enough people mention that that you can. There's all these areas which you, you know, you can gain access to once you get different weapons and gadgets, and it does make it does prolong the game and make it better. That's probably because it it's not its own mechanic, and everyone calls that Metroidvania, don't they? Yeah, but then when Guacamole come out, everyone was praising its Metroidvania um, style. <laughs> So it's not fair to then, because this big studio does it, then say, well, it, it doesn't really matter because they've got loads of money behind them. And you've got to give them a bit of praise for doing it, what they did. And the new game does look 
I mean, it looks stunning, I think. Some people might not like that visual style, but I think visually it looks absolutely... It looks like a Pixar film, didn't it? Yeah, it just looks... I mean, like Sunset Overdrive, obviously, same studio. It, it looks like completely different from everything else that's coming out. Mm. Colourful, fun. And you know what? Don't be fooled by the visuals either, because it's a hard game. They, well, the previous games were hard when you got close to the end, and the last bosses were always a pain in the butt. <laughs> I've never you played a Ratchet and Clank game. They're good. They're really good games. I'm going to pick it up. I am, I think. It's been a while since I've had a Mario game to sink my teeth into, so I might get it. Yeah, I think, I mean, I've seen on site just £25 brand new. You're not going to lose much on that if you buy it and get rid of it within a week. Yeah. Uh, I'd recommend, I mean, not, I can't say I'd recommend that one, but I wouldn't be shocked if Sony maybe release, you know, the remastered trilogy on the store at some point. Yeah. We're certainly um, two ends of the spectrum, Ratchet and Clank and Dark Souls. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Because Dark Souls is like, uh, I wouldn't say really gothic, but it's like medieval, sword-wielding knights, impossibly hard. I mean, anyone who's into Dark Souls will get it, but if you're not into it, um, it's, it's, I don't know, the en- the entry level is um, it's too steep for me, I think. Yeah, I mean, I find it a lot more off-putting than Bloodborne. I mean, I like Bloodborne. I never did finish Bloodborne, obviously. But, um, you still got further than me, didn't you? And I played it for loads longer. Yeah, I just think it's one of those games where I was really enjoying it, but uh, I, I loved the mechanics. Was... But I, I, you know, I kind of couldn't be bothered knowing that I had to keep failing. Yeah. And I get why people love that, but it just wasn't for me in the end. I haven't got time to love that. No, <laughs> that's no. the that's the issue. I've not got time to die fifty times at one boss. Yeah, until I fathom it out. Mm. People probably, you know, I hate the dark. I do really do think the Dark Souls and Bay football community are a bunch of dicks. <laughs> really are. Uh, have, you, have you ever seen the comments on videos and stuff? And they're like, "Oh, you need to do this," and it, 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 yeah, they're just, they're just into it, Dave. That's all. Nah, I wouldn't call someone a dick for not following a racing line on a game and a video on a racing game. That's up to them if they don't want to do. If they want to follow. The race along and go around the course the quickest way, then yeah, follow the race along. But if you don't want to do that, then don't do that. I, don't think, expect... I think they need to take it seriously. Those who are really into it are really into it. Oh, yeah, that's fine. But they don't have to like moan at people and make out you're a noob if you can't do you know what I mean. And they're the, what do you call them? Like, they're like the um, elitist, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they wear their, their badges with their pride. I'm not saying every single one of them is a dick, but you just have to go on some of the Dark Souls and Bloodborne videos on YouTube and scroll through a few comments and you just think, oh, God. Dick. I mean, <laughs> yeah, dick, 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 dick. <laughs> so, yeah, and then on the other end, just go watching Clank, which is, uh, it looks uh, fun and airy, like a Pixar movie. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm more tempted by that one. I'm very curious about Dark Souls 3 because like you I was enjoying Bloodborne until I just could not go on anymore but I was loving it I wish I could I wish I was better at it I just haven't got the time to get better at it I I, I don't I mean I always think the Blood no sorry Dark Souls games and Demon's Souls I think they all look visually brilliant and yeah I'd love to get into it but I just nah I get why some people love that difficulty and stuff, and I do like difficult games, but that's not really um, 
but it doesn't do anything for me. Mm. On to another bit of news. Uh, Tomb Raider had some DLC announced. Yeah. I can't remember what it was called now, but it's basically like a zombie pack. And it turns it into like a, a torch and shotgun type game where you're creeping around and zombies running at you. I'm not sure how this ties in to the actual game because it seems a bit ridiculous. Yeah. But it, it looks really fun. looks really good. Obviously, this game is exclusive at the moment to Microsoft Xbox One. Mm-hmm. But uh, we are getting it. PlayStation 4 owners will be getting it at some point. Yeah, I think it's next Christmas, isn't it? This Christmas, sorry. This Christmas coming, yeah. And if this DLC pack's included... I mean, I was excited anyway, but I'm totally sold on the. Have you seen any of the footage? No, I haven't. I will have a look now later. It's really good. I mean, I read a little review on it and they said it, it was reminiscent of um, Resident Evil 4, but obviously without the tank controls. Yeah. It looks really fun. I think um, if when it does come to PS4, I think if they really want to entice people to pick up that game at full price, you know, £40, then I sounds daft. But I do think they have to throw in the um, season pass because I think... I don't think they'll cut it. Just releasing it next year, a year later, people thinking, especially games in the now, they think, well, no, it's 15, 20 quid on Xbox One now. I'll pay yeah. quid for it. And that's just, that is the mentality of some people. I think it'll be, I think they'll have to do Game of the Year edition. Yeah, I think they will as well, because you know what Christmas is going to be like, with releases, and they need to stand out, especially value-wise. Mm. Otherwise, people will just say, I'll hang on till after Christmas, I'll get Call of Duty, I'll get this, I'll get that, and I'll wait till after Christmas and pick it up for 25, 30 quid, and if they don't pick it up then, because it's not reduced, I'll wait even longer. <laughs> if I see they're getting more than what previous you know, versions have had, then yeah, they're more, more likely to pick it up. I don't, think, I don't think we'll get anything extra that the Xbox One didn't have, but I think we'll get everything no. at once. Yeah, and I know how, from what my friends have said, it runs a bit smoother. And oh, Really? Screen tearing, not terrible. Just bits of screen tearing and slow down and little things like that. So obviously, if them work, they've got a year to work on that and get that out. And apparently, like you know, the PS4's um, a tiny bit more powerful, so mm. hopefully that'll help play its part. Yeah. Anything else you wanted to chat about? Yeah, um, just going to mention that Colin, uh, not Colin, sorry, Dirt Rally's out next month. I think it's out next Monday actually. Dirt Rally, also. It's the old Colin McRae series, remember? Oh, yeah. But, yeah, obviously, they went... They, they started making dirt games, and there's, like, all these American voiceovers and different... But this has gone back to pure rallying. Mm. And it's proper sim. And from everything... The reviews are coming through, and it's, like, scoring um, eights on average, I think. It's meant to be fantastic. But um, I was going to pick it up. I really was going to pick it up. But Trackmania just come out of nowhere. And... Um, I ended up getting to Trackmania, and now I feel bad because I can't really afford to buy it dirt. <laughs> I, really, I really want it, but I wouldn't have time for it anyway because Trackmania is so bloody hard that um, you can't help but, you know, that trial and error. Yeah. Just keep restarting, keep restarting. I mean, it's kept me off Bloody Drive Club for almost a week. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah well. Uh, but yeah, that's out next week, and that's supposed to be another fantastic game. Yeah. One bit of news which I should mention was I heard that um, Square Enix um, trademarked, you know, the Hitman Go and Lara Croft Go. Yeah. 
and apparently trademarks just cause go Deus Ex go and <laughs> Deus and something else. I don't know if it's Final Fantasy or something like that. No, Thief. Oh, Thief could be good. Yeah, I think um, obviously I don't think just cause would ever happen. That they could do it possibly. They could find a way to do it, but the Just Cause franchise and it just doesn't do anything for me. No, nor me at all. I wouldn't pick those games. I probably wouldn't play them if there's free on PlayStation Plus, if I'm honest. Mm. Um, but Deus Ex and Thief especially has me interested. Mm. Thief seems perfect fit for the Go franchise, doesn't it? Yeah, and Deus Ex, really. Yeah. Cool. So hopefully we'll see something on that. I hope they port... Um, is it called Lara Croft Go? Yeah. I hope they port that to the PS4 as well, like they did with Hitman. You've played it now, though. Yeah, but I would buy. I would buy it again because they released them for a fair price as well, five six pounds, wasn't it? Yeah, I'll, I'll play it again and get the platinum. <laughs> <laughs> I am indeed. Why don't they do that though? Because of the, um, you know, you tap the screen to find the little relics and stuff. I know mm. they didn't incorporate that. That's a good point. I don't know. Because that that is part of the fun of the the level design. Yeah, it'd be interesting. I bet they're working on that. You know, so I would rather do that. Be on VR. Tap it with the <laughs> tap it with the move. I read a really interesting review about um, Adrift the other day, and um, they said it's fantastic and it looks really good in VR when you just look down and you can see planet Earth and stuff. But they also said at the end of the review, like it is fantastic in um, VR, but you wouldn't be missing. You should not miss out on it. You should still buy it standard. Mm. So it's kind of one of those like. Yeah, you're getting a great experience. But how much is it really adding? I don't know. It sounds like they just said it's brilliant, but don't worry if you haven't got VR, it's still brilliant. Yeah. So that's like, I don't know, I just maybe it's because I'm more on the negative sort half glass full on it. Yeah. Half, half glass empty. empty, sorry. Half glass empty. My, glass half empty. My cup runneth over. <laughs> <laughs> All right, should we wrap it there? Um, thank you, everyone, for listening. I don't know how much of that you've just heard. I may have to edit a lot of that out because Dave's been just going Batman crazy. Um, we're on iTunes. We're on our own website, which is wedontgoout.com. Uh, we've got a Twitter and Instagram, which is also we don't go out. Uh, I'm on uh, Twitter at Anthony Holtz. Dave's on Twitter at DaveHolmes82. Uh, please uh, subscribe, rate us on iTunes. That'd be fantastic. That gets us a bit of helps us get seen on the store. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. Can you? Sorry. Can you actually buy stuff? Oh my god. HMV have got the steelbook edition of Batman v Superman. What do you mean? I've just clicked on the site and it's saying Batman Dawn of Justice now. They've got the exclusive steelbook. Pre-order it now. Hmm. Do you want the DVD? do you want the Blu-ray then? Me? Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm buying it. <laughs> well, it- because it's mediocre, I thought we just agreed at the beginning of this podcast. I didn't agree with you on that. I said it was just a book. <laughs> I'm a nerd, and I'm going to buy it. You're a Batman guy, aren't you?
Yeah. Batman's your man. There you go. Deluxe edition on there. It's I can buy. You can buy on the HMV website again. When did this change? Oh, I don't know. When the fuck did they change this? <laughs> them selling a steelbook, and them selling 4K version Ultra HD Blu-ray. That's twenty-five pounds. You haven't got a telly for that yet, but you will do at some point, and you'll have mm. to rebuy it if you don't buy it now. You see, if they did a special edition, which was like the 4K, oh, it is, that is 25 quid, it's the 4K Ultra HD Blu-ray and digital ultraviolet, the digital version. Mm. I might opt for that when it gets a bit closer. 25 quid? Yeah. I know, I know, it is expensive. Batman's got you right bent over, hasn't he? Fuck off. <laughs> I'm going to quickly look at this and see how much it is. I'm distracting you. Did you want to get off? Because I'm just... I'm just badger banging on here.